Thank you so much for joining us today. If you're new uh, to us, this is Micah and I'm Sarah, and we're the lead pastors at the Vine Church in Kennewick, Washington. And we're just honored that you've tuned in to, to listen and inviting us into your home. Uh, welcome to our living room. This is this is how we do church in uh, this stay-at-home order. We've been in a series called The Words of Jesus, in which we're looking at the words of Jesus, what they meant to people in the first century, and what Jesus's words mean to us today. Yeah. So last week we were in Matthew chapter four, and we're going to continue in that text today. Uh, in Matthew chapter four, Jesus called his first disciples. He said, come follow me and I will teach you to fish for people. Uh, seems a bit of a strange invitation, but he invites them first to follow. So last week we explored what does it look like to follow Jesus? Uh, but he says, I invite you to follow for a purpose, not that uh, you would simply follow, but that I am sending you out, that I have for you a mission. I don't know about you, but for me, following sometimes is a little bit hard. Um, I will be the first to tell you that I am a directionally challenged person. <laughs> so I remember back when we moved to Kennewick, or I moved to Kennewick, Micah was already here and I was learning uh, the roads and how to get to places. And I was a little bit nervous about a new city. And uh, for me, like north, south, east, west, those kind of directions just don't really work for me. <laughs> and so what I did is I focused really hard on memorizing just a handful of landmarks. So then anytime anyone gave me directions to somewhere new, those directions had to include one of those five or six landmarks that I knew. By the way, this was in the age of the flip phone. So this is before GPS on our smartphones was just at our fingertips. Miss paper maps. I remember driving <laughs> from the, the Tri-Cities to Texas with a paper map. You know that feeling of accomplishment when you folded it correctly oh when yeah it was all over we're halfway there yeah, yeah. but for me i remember um when we were first married the first couple of years there were times numerous times when i would either follow micah somewhere or he would be driving and i and i was in the passenger seat and he would turn on a road that i didn't even know was there and all of a sudden cut like 10, 15 minutes off of a regular place that I went to and how exciting that was to find a new road, to find a new way. So Jesus said, come follow me and I will teach you a new way of being. But he didn't stop at the follow part. He says, uh, I will send you out to fish mm -hmm. for people. Now, I've got to say, fishing for people doesn't seem a very compelling invitation. Unless, of course, you are a fisherman. There's there's some breakdown in the analogy that Jesus uses there. Mm -hmm. uh, in that, um, you know how fishermen tell stories. Uh, you know, you wouldn't believe the fish that I caught. You wouldn't believe the number of fish that I caught. And I don't think that's exactly mm -hmm. what Jesus was inviting them to. However, uh, here's what I think is really beautiful about his invitation to these uh, men. He's speaking to them precisely where they're at. They're fishermen. They know fishing. And so he begins with their at, where they're at in their journey. And he says, now let me show you a new way of being. And Jesus says to his disciples, I am sending you out. I will be sending you out. You will be a sent 
people with a new direction and a new purpose. And as the story unfolds, Jesus continues to teach. He continues to travel and he gathers a large group of followers. And in Luke 10, we read the story of Jesus anointing 72 of his followers and then sending them out two by two to the towns and to the places that he was about to go visit and and speak at. And he sent them out to prepare the way. In Luke 2, in Luke 10, verse 2, he says this to his disciples as he's sending them out. He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. He says the harvest is there. There are people ready and wanting to hear the message of God, but the workers are few. So go, I'm sending you out. He also doesn't sugarcoat it for the disciples. He tells them right from the beginning, this is going to be hard. This is going to be hard work. In fact, he uses quite a vivid um, illustration. He says, I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be tough, but he gives them specific directions. He says, "Find people who promote peace. Find people of peace, and then stay with them the whole time you're in that town. Eat and drink whatever they offer you, and preach, uh, heal the sick, and and preach the gospel, telling people that the kingdom of God has come near." You know, what I love about um, the story of Jesus sending out these 72 as a part of his ministry is um, that instead of entering a community with some sort of posture of superiority, mm-hmm. as though we come to give you uh, what you need in some superior way, uh, he invites people to enter a community in, in a posture of mutuality, right? He says, accept the hospitality mm-hmm. of the people in which you come in contact with. Right. So instead of interest, entering a community uh, with superiority, he says, approach a house. And if they invite mm-hmm. you in, accept the food and the drink. Live in relationship with the people that I'm calling you to. I love that. Jesus also calls his followers to be, to both be people of peace and to seek people of peace, to find them. And a person of peace um, is simply a person who is open to hearing and receiving the message of God. And Jesus says, there it's going to be tough out there, but there are a lot of people of peace waiting for you to come and, and, and share my message with them. So be a person of peace and seek people of peace. So as we track the story of Jesus and the word, listen to the words of Jesus as he spoke to his disciples, he began with these 12 and he said, come follow me and I will show you a new way of being, a new way of living. And then years into his ministry, as, uh, as, as things have grown, we see him sending out 72 people uh, ahead of him into the towns that he's going to go and to visit. Uh, and, and he says, go and accept hospitality and preach the good news. But the story of Jesus sending out his people uh, takes one further step uh, towards mm-hmm. the end of his ministry, shortly before he'll be crucified. 
Uh, he speaks to his followers in Matthew 28, and he says, um, Go into all the world and make disciples and baptize them and teach them this new way that I have taught to you. And he expands uh, this missions or this calling in multiple ways. He expands it to all of his followers, but further he expands it to all the world, not just to these towns that I'm sending you to on this day, but he says this good news is available to and intended for all of the world. And so we want to ask today, what are what are we called to do? What are we supposed to do? What is what is our mission today? And I believe it is to walk in the way of Jesus and to invite others to walk in the way of Jesus. It's about his message of love. It's about his message of healing. And how we share this message matters greatly. Like Micah said, we don't come in with a posture of superiority like we know all the answers and and we've got it all together and we've come to save the world. That's that is definitely not the posture that Jesus sends out his disciples in. We come in with a posture of mutuality saying that we are all in this together. We're on this journey together that we have through Jesus we have found the road that leads to love and freedom and healing and the invitation is to walk down this road together speaking of walking down this road we -hmm. feel like there's a road we need to walk down today based on some current events you see jesus vision for humanity jesus Mm -hmm. vision for community uh, was not status quo it was quite radical in nature jesus envisioned equality and mutuality and harmony. Um, In fact, in Ephesians, Paul describes this vision, this dream that Jesus had for humanity. Uh, He says, uh, for Jesus himself is our peace who made the two groups one and has destroyed the barrier, the dividing wall of hostility. Mm -hmm. And as he speaks about these two groups, he's speaking of Israel and the Gentiles, the other nations. Um, But we'll, we'll apply it today as we see division ourselves. Um, he set aside in himself the law and the commandments and the regula- regulations. Uh, his purpose was to create in himself one new humanity, thus making peace. To create a new humanity and make peace. Jesus had this beautiful vision for the world and how it might operate. And yet in the first century, uh, it was very difficult. Uh, Israel was ruled by Rome and there was violence and there was uh, injustice in their world. As today, we see violence and injustice. Mm -hmm. And uh, here in our nation, over the past month, violent, violent events have highlighted the continued racial rifts and injustices that exist in our society here today. And so as a nation, I want to say, we want to say that we grieve with the friends and families of of George Floyd and the others that have experienced violence in recent weeks. Uh, As a church, we speak out against violence and racism, and we pray that the ways of Jesus might be embraced more fully, that unity might be found, that mutuality be experienced, that peace would reign in our nation. And here's the thing, as we look at this um, sending text, Jesus sending out his people, we are a people that have been invited to go, 
to go into the neighborhoods and our cities and our communities to move towards the hurt and the injustice or the pain and to participate in God's mission, to participate in bringing about Jesus' mm -hmm. vision for unity, quality, for harmony amongst people. You know, there's a little bit of irony in a message of being sent people during a stay-at-home order. Uh, and yet, the message still is stands. It's, it's so important for us in this season to use our voice um, to point people to Jesus, to use our voices to spread his healing message of love. And to ask ourselves and to spend time and energy reflecting on the question, what does it look like for me in my life right now to point people to Jesus? What does it look like for me right now in the situations I'm in and in, in the um, context we're in right now? What does it look like to love people? And we each have to answer that. Um, specific, the specifics of it for ourselves. But here's some things that um, I think are really important for us to do. First of all, to mourn and lament together when we see hurt, when we see injustice, when we see loss, to grieve that together and to name it, to advocate for those who are most vulnerable, to advocate and to speak out for people who don't have a platform to speak for themselves, to model and teach how we value each other as image bearers of God, beautiful, um, diverse image bearers of God, and to lift each other up in whatever way that we can to support each other, to, to care for the physical needs, the spiritual needs, the emotional needs of the people that are in our circles, that we are in contact with, the people in our community. And then to rejoice and to celebrate together when we see the goodness of God working in our homes and in our community and in our nation. You know, this way of Jesus is a road that leads to, to love and freedom and healing. And as a sent people, we are called to participate in the journey. Even when it's tough, we're called to participate. So this is the invitation from the words of Jesus today. Uh, to follow him in such a way that others are invited into this journey. Uh, to follow Jesus in such a way that peace and mutuality and harmony begin to exist more mm -hmm. and more in our communities. Uh, and, and sometimes as we follow Jesus and we realize that we are people sent out, um, sometimes uh, this influence will come through the words that we mm -hmm. speak. Um, the viewpoints that we share, uh, the ways or the, or the things that we share with people around us. Sometimes it'll happen in conversations that we have as we share with people uh, the hope that we found in Jesus and the description of the new way that he is inviting us to. Uh, but quite often also, uh, we're invited to share or to follow Jesus in a way that demonstrates for people his love his concern, mutuality, and harmony in the world around us. We're invited today to follow Jesus with our words, with our action, and in all of that to see his kingdom come, to see his will be done here on earth. 
Amen to that. I invite you to pray with us as we close out today. Dear God, we just thank you so much for inviting us on this journey with you, Lord, to participate in your mission of healing and restoration. Lord, we thank you for your message of love. It is one that we need, that our communities need so desperately right now. And God, as, as we grieve and lament the racial injustice present in our country and the history that has brought us to this point, God, we just want to grieve and lament with those who are suffering, with those who have lost loved ones, with those who are hurting. And we ask that you would bring about your healing. Bring about your healing, God. We plead for that. And in the same breath, we acknowledge that as a sent people, we are called to participate in bringing about your healing. And so, God, we confess that we do not always love our neighbor as you have called us to. And so we ask, Lord, for your forgiveness when we do not reflect your love. And we ask you that you would teach us what it looks like to love. Teach us what it looks like to see people as you see them and to listen and to learn from each other. God, may we be your sent people demonstrating your goodness and your love everywhere we go. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, so each week we've been um, throwing a song your way, uh, something that we can worship with together, something that we can reflect on the words of Jesus mm -hmm. through. And so today um, we have for you a song by Chris Tomlin. Uh, it's called I Will Follow. It's about 10 years old. Uh, it's a great message mm -hmm. and it's just on point. Uh, he says, where you go, I'll go. Uh, where you serve, I'll serve. Mm -hmm. Where you lead, I'll lead. He says, uh, I'll follow you with everything. And so I hope in this song we find some encouragement, some blessing, some motivation to follow Jesus and to take action in the ways that Jesus mm -hmm. takes action in the world around us. Thank you for joining us, friends. We miss you. We love you. And we hope to see you soon. Blessings.